0: And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew.
1: This week, we bring in a special guest to talk about the myths related to eating disorders. Shanna Toby is a staff therapist at the Awakening Center, located in Lakeview, Chicago. She works with adult individuals who are struggling with eating disorders, trauma histories, and anxiety. She is also a co-leader of the yoga-informed psychotherapy group at the Awakening Center. For more information, please visit her website com. That's w s h e a n a t o b e y dot com.
0: Well, thank you so much for meeting with us today, Sheena. Um, yeah. We are very happy to have you here today on the podcast of What We Wish People Knew. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do first, and then we'll go into the topic.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I am a licensed professional counselor in um, the state of Illinois. So I work with a group practice called the Awakening Center, and um, the Awakening Center has been, um, you know, established. I, I think maybe 20 years ago, even. Um, and Amy Grabowski, our um, founder and uh, leader, is. Sort of a pioneer in working with folks who struggle from eating disorders as well as trauma because, you know, so often we find that folks who have eating disorders also um, suffer from trauma. Not always, but often. And so, um, yeah, and so everyone who works at that group practice um, specializes in those areas. And then, um, in addition, I also um, co lead our yoga informed psychotherapy group there where we use basic yoga skills as a form of self regulation.
0: Oh, wonderful. That sounds awesome. So today, our focus isn't just about eating disorders. It's really about debunking some of the myths that come from society's perception of eating disorders. And before we go into discussing the myths about eating disorders, why do you think it's so common for counselors to have to educate people about the myths relating to eating disorders?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think... You have to sort of wonder where the myths come from, right? I think that they're a lack of understanding and assumptions um, without questioning. And um, myths then sort of become the conceptual definition for most people. And um, since eating disorders span sort of a broad spectrum of presentations, right, they look different um, and they can develop from just a Complex and broad set of circumstances; uh, they are by nature sort of difficult to understand. And so, um, you know, I think that even folks who do suffer from the eating disorders need to be educated on the myths as well. So um, it's just it's difficult for folks to understand that it's about so much more than the symptoms being presented.
0: Absolutely, and so. Um, It's great that we're going to be talking about some of these myths today, so maybe that'll help some people out. I hope so. Yeah. So one of the myths that has come up really frequently, even for me in um, my work with uh, clients, is that people that aren't skinny don't have an eating disorder. Can you tell us more about why that's not true?
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I am. I'm so glad that you've asked this question because, yeah, you know, some of um, my clients will come in too and say, well, I'm, I must not have a problem. This problem isn't valid if I'm not thin and skinny and underweight. Um, you know, and but the fact is, is that, you know, folks of all shapes and sizes have eating disorders. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, there's a broad range of, of eating disorder presentations, and um, often folks, who struggle for eating disorders will vacillate between those behavior presentations um, and they don't fit into one neat category or diagnosis um, and you know unfortunately when we think that we have to fit into one of those neat boxes or diagnoses um, you know that sometimes keeps folks from um, seeking the help that they need because um, again they sort of assume well I don't I don't just do that one thing, therefore, I don't have a problem. Um, You know, and it's always important to remember that eating disorders are not about the body shape and size. They're not about food or weight. Um, They are about the sacrifice of self. And um, and so really, body shape and size um, hardly really has anything to do with what's going on internally, which is where the eating disorder stems from in the first place.
0: Absolutely. And so that sort of leads me into wanting to learn more about uh, what your clinical perspective is on whether or not having an eating disorder is a choice. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, eating disorders
1: um, come from a complex set of factors, um, sort of what we would call biopsychosocial. So there are genetic factors, right? Um, You may be predisposed to mental illness, um, maybe predisposed to eating disorders just within your genes. And that we really don't have a choice over right there. Um, you know, and then the, the, um, the social aspects of it, um, being perhaps you were, um, bullied or, um, received, um, you know, messages early on, or, um, uh, just about, you know, the same ideal and things that are out, you know, there in, our cultural norms, you know? Um, but, you know, as I mentioned, and you know, what I want to talk about more is that at its deepest level, um, eating disorders are all about that sacrifice of one's core sense of self. And so, um, you know, just to maybe give like one, like this is one example of of so many ways that this might happen, this sacrifice of self. Um, maybe say that someone was bullied, which is one of those social elements. Um, And given the message that, you know, they are unacceptable and unlovable just the way that they are, that right there is a sacrifice of self. Um, This message becomes internalized and it turns into a core belief um, that they are unlovable. And this deeply impacts the way that they view their value as a person. And so, you know, the eating disorder sort of swoops in with the solution. Hey, change your body shape to fit in to the beauty standards you'll increase your value with others. You will become acceptable and lovable. And so what starts as an innocent step to change your value uh, turns into this self-punishing charade that is sort of unending and complete torture because there is no end really when you think about it to increasing your value once you start attempting to. And so this is sort of often where that perfectionism piece um, plays a hand with eating disorders. So, you know, the problem is that often the eating disorder begins in the same environment. Um, So like while we're still around those bullies, you know, and um, one of two things can sort of happen. One, it works, right? Um, Sometimes folks do, you know, change their body shape and size to meet the ideal beauty standards. And they become more accepted, you know, and that's a shame because this positively reinforces the eating disorder and ignores the core self that is inside. So now their value does become their shape and size. This is how I will forever be accepted. My body is now not allowed to change. Right. And so mm. right there we've, we've taken away choice. Um, and then too, you know, the other side is that we attempt to change our body shape and it doesn't work. And so we have failed and therefore we have lost our value. Right. And so um, what happens there and kind of the cool part is that there are parts of us that know that we do have the value. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and so then what happens is that we keep on trying, and the means to do that become more and more desperate and um, and pervasive in all areas of our lives. And at that point, it really it kind of becomes a system all of its own. You know, the rules have been set, and so the game is on. You try and you fail, and the core belief becomes reinforced. You know that you that you don't have value or that you do have value, but it's only in your body shape and size. And the way you know so it sort of becomes like you know to to get choice back in order to to sort of um, insert choice into the eating disorder system and pattern is that we kind of have to change the rules. That the eating disorder is playing right to so change the understanding of, of where your value comes you know come to know that your intrinsic value who you are as a person is um, acceptable and lovable that you don't have to do anything sensational to be lovable
0: right and so it doesn't become it's not a matter of choice there's so many different elements that that allow that to happen in, and form into an eating disorder right yeah mm-hmm. okay great thank you so much that was really helpful in understanding it through the example that you gave great so what are some other common myths that you'd like to discuss
1: um so the the two that we just discussed are, are really big ones, um, and there are so many out there. Right? So um, just I'm I would like to maybe cover just a, you know a few more, um, but if you want to look up more myths, you know just do a, a Google search um, and be careful about your sources, you know. But but do a Google search; there are plenty out there um, to chat about and debunk. <laughs> um, but so you know, one is that eating disorders are a female issue, mm-hmm. um, and You know just really want to say that that's just some right folks across the gender spectrum suffer from eating disorders Um, you know those who are experiencing gender dysphoria or um, identifying as the opposite sex that you were biologically born with um, they may also experience an increased sense of body dysmorphia (laughs) which is developing sort of an obsession about um, the imagery defects of one's appearance and so um, When their body doesn't match the ideal standards for their identified gender So for example if a genetically born male identifies as female They may want a body that fits with today's female beauty standards rather than Mm -hmm. the male beauty standards And so in an attempt to attain that body right they may resort to eating disorder behaviors Um, However, you know, eating disorders can certainly exist outside of the gender uh, dysphoria spectrum as well, right, for anyone um, who's on the gender spectrum. So folks who may identify as transgender may be perfectly and happy at peace with their gender identity and, um, you know, still have an eating disorder that is completely unrelated um, to their gender identity, right? Um, You know, and then finally, cis males also suffer from eating disorders. Um, you know, it's just that as with, you know, many mental illnesses, and I know you've talked about this on your podcast, um, you know, mental illnesses are stigmatized, and they're especially stigmatized um, among the male and the male-identifying population, um, and so that may cause them to be less likely to talk about it, and so that's why we don't know that it's an issue that they struggle with, you know?
0: Right. Thank you. hmm um, um oh ahead. yes, so yes, sorry, no, I'm
1: still on. Yes, let me um right. So a couple other um um uh, common myths, right? Um one is that eating disorders are a vanity issue, um and therefore not a serious problem. Um, you know, I eating disorders have the highest mortality rate among mental illnesses, and that right there, you know, should say how serious this issue can be for folks, Um, not only if folks are, you know, um, passing away because of the uh, physical um, effects of eating disorders and the havoc that it tends to wreak on our bodies, Um, you know, suicide rates are often high among folks with eating disorders as well, Um, you know, but it's also a serious issue because it's something that greatly impacts the quality of one's lives, you know. Um, I mean, imagine something that plagues you for an entire day that you just cannot get off of your mind and you're obsessing about it for an entire day, maybe even up to a couple of days or a week. You know, imagine that happening and spanning all day, every day over the course of years, you know, and being so stressed out about um, the food that you're eating, the size of your body. Um, You know, it can just be so pervasive and and really um, just create a very stressful life.
0: Right, because then how are you able to form healthy relationships with other people or have a steady job or, you know, do stuff like finish school or things like that
1: right, when you're so focused yes,
0: on one thing?
1: Right, yes, but it does. It, it comes in and just really, um, yeah, it impacts all of those areas of life and just starts, you know, bleeding out into everything that you're doing. Yeah, it distracts you from really being able to focus and be present in the moment. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the final myth that I'd like to discuss today is that eating disorders are an issue that only rich teenage white girls have, um, and so this is obviously, a, you know, it's a loaded one that we need to sort of break down, so um, really want to make it clear that this is a disorder that spans socioeconomic classes, it is not exclusively an affluent disorder. Um, as far as the age group goes, eating disorders can be developed at any age. We're seeing them start to be developed as young as like six to eight years old. Um, and certainly can be developed well into adulthood. You know, And often folks who do develop an eating disorder at an earlier age, um, Preteen or teenage year or even earlier, whenever, um, they tend to continue to struggle with that eating disorder into their adult um, and possibly even late adult life um, if they're not seeking the help, um, you know, that they need. Um, and, um, you know, considering the, um, the race portion of the phrase, um, beauty ideals and standards tend to vary um, in different cultures. And, um, you know, because of this, the behavioral presentation might be different. However, it is present in many, many, many cultures, Um, and it's also important to consider that mental illness just in, you know, depending on the different culture is going to have a different stigma, you know, um, in each one of those cultures, and so that's also important to, um, you know, take into consideration. and then we've kind of already addressed the gender portion of this phrase. So um I, I won't repeat myself there. But um so yeah, these are just a couple of the other myths that I wanted to address today. But again, like I said, so many others out there, please check them out.
0: Um yeah. Awesome. Well thank you so much. Um yeah. So for some of our listeners that don't know, um, and we sort of talked about what an eating disorder is, but how does it differ from somebody who is just a picky eater? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um,
1: So, you know, sort of as we've talked about with eating disorders, they're not about the food or eating or the weight, right, for that matter. Whereas perhaps for folks who are picky eaters, I think it is about the food, right? And when we talk about picky eaters, it's, it's sort of about um, preferences, preferences of foods. So, um, you know, the idea of this is what I like to eat versus with an eating disorder, this is what I feel I'm allowed to eat or not allowed to eat. And if I do eat it, there are consequences to pay. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Consequences yeah. to pay versus I just don't want to eat that because you're telling me to eat that or or something along those lines,
1: right? Or because mm. I don't think it's yummy. Yeah, no, and again, exactly. you know, right? And again, kind of as you just mentioned, right? For folks who are picky eaters, probably that picky eating is is only with them at the time of the meal. They don't then think about oh gosh, I I wanted that on my you know, sandwich instead of the other thing. Right. Uh, whereas folks with an eating disorder, um, they they may think about that meal all day. And so, you know, the thoughts of food um, do, you know, come in and keep them from being present, you know, um, in their relationships, at work, um, uh, keeps them from getting up out of bed in the morning, perhaps, you know,
0: things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. That was really helpful in explaining the differences. Great. So what are some um, other things that you'd like to, other people to know about the myths relating to eating disorder?
1: Um, you know, I think
0: I'd mostly like to just let folks know,
1: you know, like if you're, if you or someone that you know is struggling with disordered eating or a negative relationship with themselves or their bodies, um, you all deserve help for that, right? Those are very valid concerns and you deserve to live a life in which you love yourself and you get to experience that love daily um, i think i'd also just like to let folks know that um you can fully recover from eating disorders i am a person who has recovered from the spectrum of eating disorders and so i know that that exists for you and your loved ones um, who may be struggling and so it's always worth it to go out there and and you know get the help that you may need
0: awesome well thank you so much um anything that you think uh, would be helpful in increasing other people's awareness about the truth of eating disorders? Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I think there's a lot. I think there's there's a lot, you know, and I, I think that, you know, maybe, you know, if we all start combating the culture that we live in that gives rise to the eating disorder and the eating disorder myths, um, you know, by trying to validate folks outside of their appearance you know perhaps the broader myth here is that society can't be changed or that we as individuals can't affect change on this matter Um, you know but i believe that we all play a role in the larger environmental and social aspects um, that lead to eating disorders so you know I, i encourage you all to help those around you to see their own intrinsic value by noticing it and commenting on it over their appearance. Um, when you see someone you haven't seen for a while, um, try not to say things like, wow, you look great. Um, you know, rather, you know, ask them how their heart is or ask them, you know, how their souls are doing, things like that. Um, you know, wish wish people well. Um, I also think You know, supporting media projects um, that give us exposure to different cultures, to different body shapes and sizes is a helpful thing. Um, You know, giving less support to the diet culture. Um, You know, things like allowing the gender binary and sex roles to live on a spectrum that is full of gray rather than being in rigid boxes. Um, And I think, um, you know, Something that I might say to you know, to, to any myths about anything, right? But just to to stay compassionate, stay curious with others. Um, don't hate that which you do not understand, rather courageously seek to understand it. Um and through this lens of of compassion and curiosity, um, I think that might stop existing in the first place, you know. So right. so yeah, I I think just, you know, simple things like that, lending love,
0: yeah. Absolutely. It starts with us. Yeah,
1: yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for your time and your expertise on eating disorders and the myths relating to eating disorders. I think this information has really been valuable for our listeners and, and for me and for just people around that are listening. This is really helpful. Yeah, good. I hope so. You know, and, and even more than that, it's just, it's also just about starting
1: the conversation, you know, and getting folks um, used to listening and hearing about these things
0: so that, um, you know, so that they do become less stigmatized. It's been such an honor to be here and, and to share with you. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gina. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was amazing. Cool, yeah. Thank you. Um, I mean obviously there was that little bit where I forgot
1: that I was still supposed to be Oh to no. I
0: mean that that happens. I don't even need to click yeah. out. This I mean, unless okay, you great. want me to but no
1: no I was about to say, but not that a, even, I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't even really need that to be cut out, because, yeah, I mean, I love sort of having little hiccups in there. Yeah, that's it,
0: fine. Not. It happens to me all Yeah, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> okay, good. But, yeah, I, it's, like, yeah, is there anything I think I even, like, to I learned some stuff from you about eating disorders that I never really, I mean, you know, eating disorders are not my specialty, so, but. Right, right. Just, like, even just, like, hearing about it is fucking awesome. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, like I don't know, it's it's really great, and I I like your perspective on it. Awesome, it's Incredible. very um like accepting and very like non-judgmental. It's it's just more about understanding versus you know, um, yeah, creating or adding more to the stigma related to it. Yeah.
1: Oh, good, good, good. I'm so glad, and everything made sense and like was clear and
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so. okay.
1: <laughs> okay, great, awesome. Um, well, cool. Yeah, so I know that you still need from me like a little blurb, and so I will do my best to write that up. Um, yeah, there's one on like or... your
0: website or something that I if you want me to just pull that or and um just let me know, whatever works cool. for you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely shoot you an email. Um, I probably will probably just pull something that I've already written about myself yeah, um, that's <laughs> over to you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, just let me know if there's anything else that you need from me. Um, and if you want to do more podcasts on eating disorders, you know, in the future, I'm happy to do another one or send you, um, if you want, you know, different folks, you know, other people Absolutely. in my group practice, I'm sure would be happy to participate as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: so usually and I'm gonna ask for your feedback, um usually at the end uh, we do a self care challenge um oh, okay. related to the topic. What do you think would be a good one um for this topic? Um it could be something very simple, but I'm just thinking
1: You know, I, I like the idea of um, you know, making a list of all of the things that like you're allowed to do. Um, you know, it could be anything from like, um, I'm allowed to be on the beach in this bathing suit to, you know, I'm allowed to eat that food to, I'm allowed to take a rest today. I'm allowed to work really hard today. I'm allowed to, you know, but um, I just feel like eating disorders are so all about the rigidity. Um, and so that could be a good one or, um, um, I might also say, um, you know, I, I like this idea of exposure too, with the body image piece. So, like exposing yourself to um, some some sort of art that um, you know is outside of your own culture or outside of your own um, um, perspectives on I, I don't know how to put it. Um, um you know, like outside of the thin ideal. like, yeah. Seek seek a, seek a movie that has a star that doesn't you know. Or supporting cast that, you know, doesn't fit within the thin ideal. Um, okay. um let's see, other self-care challenges.
0: Um No, I think that's great. I, I just need one. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I oh, will
1: I just I just thought let me give you a couple options. So if there's one you like better. Oh no, that's <laughs> but, fine. Okay, cool. Um all right,
0: yeah. Um awesome. And I will take a look at my schedule in terms of um uh, podcast and then i'll let you know when this will go live okay oh but can i change my self-care one and and maybe
1: this because this might be easier (laughs) i'm just trying to make it accessible for folks so maybe just um practice the mantra i love myself and i'm going to take care of my body today because i think anyone could benefit from that
0: you said i love myself
1: and i'm going to take care of my body today It gets okay. out of their heads and into their bodies
0: too. So yeah, I like that one. Okay. okay. Finally up there. Sorry. <laughs> like once every day or just say that for them to practice it. Yeah, to
1: practice it. I mean and even if if it's like a one day self care challenge, I practice it throughout the day.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: see cool. what you notice and if you liked it, do it again and again and again.
0: <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Thanks for listening to what I wish people knew. If you would like to be interviewed for this podcast, you can email us at info at acceptingtherapy.com.